What is up, guys? It is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk, and I've got my man, Boris, for another episode of Brandy with Boris. Uh, so, COVID, right? We and Boris, before we hit record, we're just kind of jamming a little bit of how it's been affecting him uh, down under. Just, you know, for everyone here in the States, this is, this is like two to three weeks old, unless you've been in like Seattle. Seattle was like the city, the first city to really yeah. get hit hard. They've been, they're like four or five weeks, um, you know, uh, could, you know, familiar with COVID myself. I'm more like two and a half, three weeks in really familiar with it, with it impacting me directly. How about you guys down there? How, uh, what's the impact then? You know what? It really, it really hit home here about three weeks ago. Like obviously we've been aware, you know, from like January that it's a thing and that that's happening. And there's a few cases in Italy and all this sort of thing that you used to hear, but um, it hasn't really changed the way of life here but like three weeks ago really hit home where there's restrictions on how much you can go out. People are panic buying toilet paper for whatever, whatever reason in the world. Um, But yeah, that's kind of when it hit home here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been wild, man. It's, it's just the, the kind of, I will say this, there's a, there's a huge difference with what I'm hearing from the U S to what the message is here in terms of like these restrictions on going out and businesses being closed. Like, I was watching something the other day and they were saying, oh, you know, this might be over by the end of April in the States, in, in some of the States. And I was like, our government's telling us get used to this to be the way of life for six months. So that's <laughs> no, the main difference. I think uh, the Trump, so like, you know, I'm not, I don't do politics, right? But like yeah. my, my take on Trump is that he isn't going to be the guy to let the economy tank on his watch. Exactly. So like, yeah. I think he's had the fed just pump as much cash as possible and like resurrect the fucking, the the economy by Easter. Like he's fucking Jesus. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm all for it. If he can make it happen, go for hey. it. We've got some crazy, like it starts tomorrow in the United States. It's called the cares act. Okay. Where literally the government is going to be giving loans that are forgivable. You don't have to pay them back to do your payroll your rent, your utilities. I mean, they're essentially going to just, they're going to be incentivizing people to not furlough and fire employees by taking away their biggest expenses like rent and previous, you know, loans and stuff like that. Yeah. We have similar stuff going on here. We have like, um, welfare here was called like job seeker. Now it's job keeper. So like they'll pay, um, your employer. Killer branding. Killer branding. I know. (laughs) Job keeper. I love it. Australia does anything well, man, it's a tagline and the naming of places like we have a big desert that's full of sand it's a great sandy desert like i love it <laughs> mountains that are blue they're the blue mountains like we don't fuck around we're straight to the <laughs> very straight to the point You're looking for a job is a job seeker you want to keep your job we're going to give you 1500 a week job keeper <laughs> nice. i love it dude that's how I love do it. It, man. it's simple but yeah been- so like government's doing a lot so yeah you know. well you i mean so we were talking about this beforehand um the gyms that are, that were perfectly prepared for this, individual design gyms, gyms who had already had a very, you know, if a, if a micro gym is listening and they were in the realm of, you know, 50, 60% of their revenue coming in was online training, they're probably going to be okay. But OPEX yeah. gyms were, were like, I, I had one guy reach out and he was like, man, this is going to be tough. And I was like, brother, you're fucking like, I, I trade places with you in a second. My avatar are these kids that are here looking for nothing but social fitness second, yeah. but social first. Well, now I can't deliver on the social, not yeah. in the way in which everyone's looking for in my market. And now, you know, this, this is a much harder play for what urban movement provides and the demographic it provides to, but OPEX gyms, I think are phenomenally set up for this. I think if anyone's set up, because the, 
the thing is with with any gym like the onboarding process right can be tricky because they have to get used to the way things are done like people when they come into urban movement they go here they get the towel they go there yeah. they, they pick their station and all that sort of stuff like there's a learning curve with people who've been in an opex gym or in an individual design gym they've got true coach on their phone they know when the workout comes Shh. the coach is accessible you're they're autonomous communicating 100 percent. yeah they're autonomous yeah, and they're yeah. self-motivated where yeah. our biggest you know, it's so hard. My biggest issue right now when Isaac and Deuce are doing, you know, 30, 40, 50 phone calls a day. And mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm watching the content you guys are putting on. The videos are great, but I just, I don't know, 10 minutes into it, I just, uh, I just lose motivation. Like, I don't yeah. like working out by myself. That's why I came to you guys in the first place. That's and tough. it's just like, you know, that's tough. Um, What's the game plan? Like, what, how are you trying to, you know, so 50 you, people on a Zoom call? Yeah. So, I mean, we were joking about this, you know, everyone's been hearing me. I'm, you know, my thing with zoom calls, uh, the zoom classes, I think it'll work for my demographic. I know there's a very, there's that there's 20% of the group. That's like that individual I just described who's losing motivation and they don't want to work out by themselves. I think they would bite into that. I think they would. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something we won't offer at a high level. And it's, it's just also running zoom classes that you're seeing even like in the States here, people reporting that they're doing zoom classes only they lose, they go from having 30, 40 people on the zoom call in weeks one, two, and then in week three, it's down to 18 to 25. And then it's going to drop off. They lose it. It just takes one bad Wi-Fi reception. Or if the audio on the instructor side is poor, that's mm. bad. And like, you know, here's some of the biggest gripes are like, well, I was watching and I'm watching my stuff, but then I've got 20 blocks to look at. So I end up looking at other people's things. It just, it's tough, man. It's a zoom, like yeah. it's, a, it's a fucking zoom call. It's not meant for live streaming action. It's meant for sitting in front of a desk and talking to another human being. That's Which what is hard meant. enough. Cause yeah. we've all been on the zoom call where like one dude's mic is muted and he's eating. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, you can just, <laughs> like, I, I was like, yeah. I was telling Boris, there's a couple of affiliate owners of CrossFit gyms and they're like, we're, we did a, a virtual happy hour with a ton of our members. We all got on a Zoom call. I'm like, have you ever done a Zoom call with more than 20 people? And they're like, well, no, this is, so we're giving it a try. Any tips? I'm like, yeah, don't fucking do it. <laughs> the only time you have a Zoom call with that many people is when there's one person talking and then you would do like a Q&A and you would unmute one person's mic at a time. But so anyway, they do it. And the, the one guy messages me, he goes, yeah, there's definitely a learning curve. We had like 40, 50 people in this fucking thing and everyone's talking at once. No one can hear each other. So he's like, well, then halfway through, I had to get everyone to do the raise the hand feature that like GoToMeeting has. I guess they're using GoToMeeting yeah. or whatever. And he's like, within 10 minutes, half the people had dropped off because it just, we were trying to make something work that it wasn't built for. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, like at this time, you cannot hate on anyone for trying. No, not at all. Not know, at all. No one knows shit. Nope. Like, none of us know. Like individual design might be the thing that works out. Yeah. Someone like what I'm surprised in, like, there's got to be a platform out there. I don't know. Maybe it's already out there. I'm ignorant to it. Like, specifically for group fitness online, that's not like a Peloton or something like that, but there's going to be something, something that's better suited. Um, I don't know. Do you know of anything like that? We can kind of I'm doing a screen share. I can't talk about it right now, but we're going to, I'm doing a screen share with you. And, yeah. uh, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Thank so, you. So, so he's got this going and I'm really excited for it.
So right. I'm so happy to see. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So he, it's it's coming. I was hoping it was gonna be out sooner than it is. But for anyone listening, where I'm keeping, I'm being uh, not not sharing it. But there is there is a there's something coming to consolidate all the footage, all the media, and then all the community there. Now, how is that different than a Facebook group? It's not. It's it's not. And honestly, your Facebook groups could be easier because everyone knows how to use Facebook. Okay, but. Facebook groups are also annoying as fuck when you get a certain critical mass in there. You just, the ding, the ding, the ding, the ding. It's like a group yeah. message that you don't want to be a part of. The nice yeah. thing about this, it doesn't have that. Um, there's a lot of pros and cons to it. But anyway, there is a product in the pipeline coming out. Um, and um, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's going to help a lot of gym owners. So, um, so. yeah, that look good. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, man. So, you know, going, you know, going to the, uh, when you're saying, you know, there's no, there's no harm in trying everything. I cannot agree more. And this is why someone's like, man, you haven't been making a lot of new content recently. I'm like, yeah, because I ain't got shit to say. Like I'm <laughs> sitting here, like I'm observing and I'm, I'm probably being more quiet than I normally ever have because I don't want to come off as like, I'm getting guys like the five things you need to do to survive COVID-19. Like yeah, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? You don't, you're literally just fucking um, pontificating on this yeah. topic that you know dick about. You're fucking 29 years old, 34 years old. You lived through 9-11 and that's it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like like 9-11 and the need, 08 crisis. Yeah, we need the 110-year-old personal trainers have been like, I was doing Zoom calls in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we need some people. fucking history and crisis, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you no one know, has a track record. No one has yeah, a track I have record. a fucking track record. But this is, and we were talking about it beforehand, I think... Now, you know, let's say a gym was doing six hours of group classes a day and let's say now they've kind of figured it out They're They've got a camera. They're shooting some footage. Let's say they're shooting for two hours a day. Um, and at a, they've got more, they have some more free time than they ever have. Like there's mm -hmm. not like, there's not as much, there's, there's a ton of communication with your members. There's what you should have always had. You don't have any new inquiries. So if we took the amount of communication urban movement did every week, that was new blood, new inquiries, new leads. We don't have any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. there, there's none. Yeah, it's I not. got a screenshot from my Google analytics saying your searches for urban movement are down 382%. <laughs> I was like, God, that's a fucking buzzkill. But like, so with that extra time, I do, I think people need to start realizing what is their message, especially in a time of crisis like this. And you know, you've me have talked a little about like, you know, to keep moving this thing that we're doing with the urban movement, the shirts we're sending out, we have, you know, this sidewalk chalk initiative, I even, you know, um, I sent Deuce and Isaac this fucking message today and it literally is, I'll show this to you. So, we're the, so can you see my, you see this right here? I can so, only see the thing you were showing me before. Oh, uh, okay. So let me do this. So this is, um, for everyone listening, I'll, I can explain this. So we're going to get tarps, Boris. I'm showing Boris the front of my building. You see it now? Yeah, yeah. I'll see and we're throwing, cool. we're going to throw tarps with like spray paint on it. It's just going to say, hey, CLT. And then on the other side of it, it's going to be hanging over. It's going to say, keep moving. And essentially, I was just showing them what, like, I went and bought like drop cloths and spray paint and black duct tape. And nice. it's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be this super like, um, you saw this back in the day, like when business gets shuttered and they put like motivational signs up in the windows and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, we're going to do that with Urban. And I just think it's a good time to think about what is it your brand stands for outside of fitness. This is a great time to have that discussion. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's like, um, it's a really good time where no one's going to hold anything against you. So just like get creative. Like you, you said you were doing the like thing on the sidewalks 
writing like keep moving over movement, yeah. like guerrilla marketing stuff like that is is super interesting. And if it kind of like borders on the line of vandalism, like this isn't the time that the government's going to chase you down. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's people started doing that before I even thought about doing it with Urban. We had guys that are renting. There's companies in Charlotte that you can rent Teslas for the weekend. Oh, cool. It's a, it's a Tesla rental company. And they had yeah. like, they must've put all their kids to work. It was in the cutest fucking kid font, sidewalk chalk all over the city. Fucking te- Tesla rentals, right? Like, well, like <laughs> I don't know who's fucking renting a Tesla in the middle of a pandemic. Like that's how they're going to spend their, their uh, limited income coming in. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, but that guerrilla marketing, it, I think it's huge right now. You're seeing like, look at what Nike did. You obviously caught Nike's yeah. ad, you know, play in front of, you've always wanted to play in front of the world. Now play inside for the world, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It, I thought that was great. It, things like that are cool. Nike's always going to be there with like the most succinct, like they're just so good. They're on the A game all the time. But I think like you said, if people do have the extra time, this might be a good time to, because I, I, I talk to gym owners all the time. Right. Yes. And, they're like, oh, you know, we need branding or we need marketing. Yes, I know I should create content, but time. Time is always the factor. Like, I don't have enough time. I'm at the gym from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m., 9 p.m., whatever. They're busy people. And maybe now things slow down a little bit. Maybe now there's a bit of time. There'll be like this initial shock of like, fuck, like we're doing nothing. We need to get some kind of routine for our members and stuff like that. Once that settles down, it might be a really good idea to like, read some books on branding and marketing, reach out to someone and be like, Hey, like help me out with this and really kind of figure out what your gym is about. Because if people are sticking around, like if your clients who are in a position financially to still stay with you, haven't left and they're putting up with like you trying to figure out zoom workouts or online programming and all of that, then there's something more there. And it's beneficial to find out what that message is, what, what it is that people are, choosing you for that sure. is beyond the four walls in which you train them. I think oh, there's a huge uh, benefit in that. A thousand percent. Like, um, you know, in terms of keeping it with the theme of this segment of the podcast that we have, you know, we can't deliver group fitness anymore. So for no. the OPEXs of the world and like the fucking, in, the guys doing individual Personal design, trainers they've, they've, and- they've got, they've got the, yeah, the guys that were already doing the individual design thing. Great. Those of us that a huge element, like, was your community and the coaching piece, which again, I don't care how good of a coach you are. You're not going to do great coaching over zoom. It's just not going to yeah. happen. Right. Yeah. So like these two big pillars, coaching community and program, there's three of them, but like two of them are now gone. We're all to zero. So now what truly in my opinion is, is okay. Can you, can you make it a remote on demand streaming product that is good enough to hold, like, is it duct tape to hold that fucking boat together throughout the three, six months, nine months, whatever this thing is. Can you hold the ship together long enough for your members to stay on? And it truly, they're going to stay on, not because the fitness service is as good as what you offered before. They're going to stay on because they love the brand message. There is a, so the microbreweries in Charlotte all got shut down. And I don't know if you guys, there you go. I mean, so people don't realize this. There's, um, if you look at when you, what it takes to produce beer, whatever, is this ethyl alcohol product, this byproduct of what they use in making beer. And they took that ethyl alcohol and breweries started making hand sanitizer and giving it to the frontline workers at the hospitals and EMS and stuff like that, and then selling it to the city. 
And oh my God, like what a great transition. They all put cool branding on it and match like their yeah. beer vibe and all that. But what a great p- way to pivot on this entire thing. I mean, it, even like logos, like some mm-hmm. of my favorite brand repositions, like not even repositionings, but like McDonald's. There have been McDonald's that have been doing, okay, everyone knows the golden arches for McDonald's. They separate them. They separate the two arches. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's because they, again, just showing solidarity and unity. Mm-hmm. And it just, I love all these, I just love all this stuff that's kind of happening from these big brands thinking outside the box. Yeah. Um, Coca-Cola has, the, I think, the big one in New York Square or Times Square. And, you know, the Coca-Cola, everyone knows it's the kind of cursive font and it kind of connects. So it's connected. all close. And they just separated it and it said something like, staying uh, separated mm-hmm. is the best way for us to stay together or something to that degree. Yeah, I appreciate that concept, but it looks horrific, man. Like when you oh, have yeah. a script, script <laughs> yeah. font like that the and you disconnect yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. causes anxiety. Nothing's <laughs> worse than space in between cursive lettering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the it's fucking worst. Cursive but, lettering's designed to be close to each other. Um, I think one of the things that you mentioned that, that's really important, like you look at these businesses, like breweries haven't tried to create, maybe they have, but like their, their big play isn't, to have a suddenly a delivery business of beer, right? They've pivoted and they're making a different product. And I think that's the kind of mentality that people who make their bread and butter off group fitness, they need to pivot more than just online fitness classes. They need to deliver something, in my opinion, something that connects the people so the community piece stays alive, whether that's a daily check-in, a a daily seminar like I've recommended seminars to some of my clients like just get on there and spit on like nutrition or mindset or you know any of these things that are going to help these people through this time yeah you have that piece right so now you're offering an educational service on the other end of that like adjust how the workouts are done not everyone like people are working from home some people have kids not everyone's going to be able to be on the group zoom workout at 8 30 make it something that they can do at home and try to make it fun as much as you can. That's kind of like pivot towards same, like you said, the, the breweries and the hand sanitizer, the base of it all is alcohol. Yeah. But take the main ingredient, which is fitness and see if you can deliver it in a, in a way that's different to how you normally do things. And it will push a lot of people out of their comfort zone. That's where creativity happens. Yeah, I do. And I think so, you know, I think, what is it from the dark night? You know, the Joker has a line in there, something like, you know, you introduce a little chaos into the system and everything gets reset to zero. Everyone is equal. So the gym down the street that maybe said like, fuck you, urban movement. Like I like, fuck those guys. I don't have as nice of equipment or fuck that place. They're in the better side of town or fuck them. They have more coaches than I, whatever, whatever reason, whatever, like a material reason you had for why you weren't the best everyone is reset to zero and the thing that'll keep you alive is not the acquisition of a new client so it's not Mm -hmm. your ability to create a landing page it's not whether or not you know what a pixel is it is simply and solely can you keep your current tribe together right now every gym every small business but let's just stick to our niche here the micro gym is a, a, a boat in the middle of a tsunami it's we're not worried about where we're going We're not worried about how we're getting there or when we're getting there or the destination. All Mm -hmm. we care about is not fucking capsizing. That is the only fucking mission we have until we are getting through this far enough along to where we we have a better idea as to how the market's responding to virtual training and online training. 
yeah. and we can maybe start pivoting. But like someone, I, I dude, I, I've even seen an ad for a guy selling his Facebook ad solutions. The gyms I'm working with are getting 36 new online clients every month right now amid no, COVID. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you haven't refined what you have. Don't tell me a gym owner popped up Zoom calls two weeks ago and it's a product good enough to take to market. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I guarantee you yeah. it's not. This it, is the it, sad state of things, right? Like someone's going to try to make money off this shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. it's all the, well, all the digital – like if you're a digital Facebook Alex Ramosi guru guy, you're mm -hmm. fucked. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the first guy I'm cutting because nobody can come to my gym. I don't need leads anymore. Yeah. But, you know, and you know, everyone's putting out, well, no, no, no. Now you just got to transition to this online model that we've been cooking up and we've been ready to release. And it just so happened that during COVID, I'm like, shut up, just shut up. It's, yeah. um, it, you know, interesting enough, the one thing I'll say, look, I love about this. I think a lot of micro gyms were concerned Peloton was going to put them out of business. And I think what we're seeing with COVID and the amount of people doing outdoor fitness now and wanting to be back in their gyms mm -hmm. and all that, People want social interaction more than ever. And yeah. once this thing goes silent and not silent, but once it you know, dissipates enough to restore life to normal, yeah. I think we're going to see a big insurgence of, I think it's going to be record sales. And I think we're going to have a horrible, I've already written 2020 off as a bad year. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do far less in 2020 than I did last, whatever. But I think I'm going to have, a, I think I'll probably have one of my highest sales months once we get the doors back open. I agree. I agree. And I think, I think if anything positive is going to come out of this, it's the recognition of like, what do we actually enjoy as human beings, right? Like we like being with other people, we like being outside. Like uh, Stuart, I was talking earlier and I was saying like, I go on this nature walk that's near our house every day that we're like really blessed to have because it's a nice place to go out even amidst all of this. Um, and for two years, my wife and I have been going there and we've often been like the only people there. And now it is packed. We're trying to like avoid people and stuff. And you get those people who, you know, they would drive to the gym, get on the treadmill, run for 45 minutes and get back in the car and drive home. They're outside now. And like, they're not going back to yeah. their big Globo gym where they used to do that. That's who's going to be like hit. I think as micro gym owners, as much as, you know, like, it, it, it's it's more of a, you know, you're relying on money constantly coming in and new clients and stuff to stay afloat from a branding pos and positioning and, and the way you serve clients. I think, I think the smaller gyms are actually in a better position than some of these big places, these big players, like, you know, even like your soul cycles, your Pelotons and, and all that sort of stuff. And I've never believed in the concept of like, you're going to get some vertical TV screen up on the wall and that's going to tell you how to do a workout that that's going to, undo the gym industry. I've, I've never believed that because it's just not how human beings are wired. No, I agree. I, I think hopefully this reassures people that um, Peloton like products are not going to put you out of business, but yeah. I do hope that everyone do, does realize that a digital revenue stream is something that they have to have mm -hmm. going. It needs like, it needs to be higher. It, it, you know, your group membership is going to be it. Your personal training is going to be it, but yeah, if retail is this lower man in the totem pole, this needs to be above retail underneath those other revenue streams. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, there's no reason that when people go to cancel and you're like, Hey, would you like to continue to train with us? We'll, you know, we have a package. The first month is 350. You get three pairs of dumbbells, a torpedo, a kettlebell, an ab mat, whatever. You get this mm -hmm. equipment and you get access to movement anywhere. 
whatever the fuck your streaming service is called. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's so cool. I think there is going to be like a lot of people are going to come out of this, you know, and they're going to have an additional revenue stream. They're going to have a better brand message because they've had time to work on it. They're going to be comfortable making content. And that's kind of a good thing that's going to come out of this. A lot of people are going to hurt and a lot of people are going to close, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, like we were saying earlier, it doesn't really change the state of the world. Everyone's at zero. And when you're at zero relationships, authenticity, consistency matters in brand and in, in, in business always. Yeah. And I, I love seeing bigger companies pivot. So you look at brands like um, Pete's coffee, Panera bread here in the States, they all started coffee delivery subscriptions instantly. Yeah. 30, 30 bucks a month you get coffee delivered to your door weekly, fresh coffee, blah, 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 so you don't have to leave. Their marketing yeah. and their PR message wasn't really opportunistic. It was more like, hey, listen, instead of you going to come out and coming into our stores to get fresh cups of coffee, we're gonna bring the coffee to you. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing now. Like, it, it, it can come off, this is why I don't like those people going like, get 36 new clients to your online service and all that sort of thing because it's opportunistic and it's like, don't sell snake oil in a crisis. Sure. Yeah. You know, we can put up with you at a different time, you know, and whatever. But I think it's the businesses that are trying to like hold on to loyal customers, just like we're trying to do in gyms and just offer them a different way to, to experience that business. It's like, yeah, like you're just trying to keep your current clients and maybe they've had friends who they've been trying to talk into coming to urban movement or coming to whatever your gym is. Um, and they've been like, nah, you know what? I'm really happy. Like I go to the Globo gym and I do my sure. thing. And now all they got is an email saying the gym is closed yeah. because the government told us to and we've frozen your gym membership. And yeah. that's the best they can hope for because no one's writing them a personal program for the injured shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you right. and me, you, you know, you, we, we've got the, you created the, the greeting, the cards for us that we're going to send out to our members and stuff like that, which I'm really excited about. Um, where there, there's little elements like again it's it this is where brands are going to again like that third dimension like if all you really thought your business could stand up on is delivering really good workouts in person then you've instantly really realized overnight that now it has to stand up on something else and yeah. i think the gyms that are going to go under because i do i think this is a purge I think a lot of not only good gyms, like there's a lot of good brands in the United States that I, I know personally and stuff like that, that are over leveraged financially. They were in growth yeah. pattern here in the United States. They were expanding yeah. rapidly. Yeah. And unfortunately that made them very, they, they were very, they were liquid broke. Just vulnerable, right? Yeah. They're super yeah. vulnerable. And now yeah. this happened and they are, they're in a lot of financial, um, turmoil as to what, what's going to happen next, right? They have and they're not big money. enough for a bailout. <laughs> yeah. They're not big enough. Yeah, they're not, they're not a public company. They're not getting a fucking bailout. Now, again, the government assistance hopefully works out for them and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. But like that is where brands are having to lean on who they are. Like what is their, do they have a, do they have a subtext of their messaging that yeah. transitions beyond? Like when we were coming up with a movement and movement being these four things, it's gotta be physical, emotional, yep. social, and vital. And I wrote a letter because we were doing outdoor workouts. So when we first got hit with COVID news locally in North Carolina, like where it impacted us, we were still allowed to convene outside in small groups. Mm -hmm. And we did outdoor workouts and that was going to be, that was my saving grace. 
everybody was still coming to the workouts. They were great. And then I, you know, I, I don't log in the class pass. We're on it. But all of a sudden we have a lot of these class passers signing up and I'm like, huh? They're like, yeah, you guys are the only ones still doing classes outside. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. Cool. Yeah. Well, it was like, it was like, it was cool, but I was like, shit, I can't be looked at as the brand that is still hosting 40 people fucking classes outside. True. Even if I put, even, like we went and bought cones. I was going to do like urban, I was going to put cones and give everyone their 10 feet of fucking social distancing and, and we're going to have a fucking megaphone out. And again, in my heart, even behind the brand of urban movement, you know, urban movement is a bold brand. We think outside the box, you know, we like, yeah. I was willing to do this. And then I sat down and I thought about like everyone else in Charlotte is hashtag stay home. Yeah. I don't want, I want, I want to work in collaboration with my city to yeah. flatten the curve. And even though the, the person wanting to deliver fitness mm-hmm. and in a group setting, cause I know fitness to a lot of my members is emotional health. I've got people with eating disorders, exactly. suicide. I mean like issues, mental issues, health issues, like where this is so therapeutic for them and doing mm-hmm. it inside is not going to cut it. Mm. So I like, I felt this tug in both ways, but I made a decision based on core values and brand that for urban movement, we needed to, we needed to move with our city. We needed to keep moving, but unfortunately we'll be just moving differently for the time being. And, and we cut the class for the outdoor workouts. We yeah. didn't have to, like the city didn't make me do that. We yes. decided not to. And, um, yeah, man, that and was you a, did it. yeah, you I did have that. You have that stuff worked out. Like, you know, you have something to compare it to. And this is the, the thing that I talk about when I do like brand workshops with people. I'm like, what are your values? Some people have them. Some people haven't had the time to come up with them or had someone to guide them through it. But when you have that, one of the biggest benefits of having like your core values and your beliefs about fitness, nutrition, coaching, life, all these things laid out is you can compare decisions and make a decision from a clear headed space. Like you could have looked at that and gone, well, we're not going to make any money from new people for the next like unforeseeable future. I'm going to take this like class pass chance of like having 40 people for at least 10 workouts and make X amount of money there. Make that decision out of stress, but you could compare it to who you are and who you want to be and how connected you are to the city. And in the long run, it'll, it'll be better for you. You don't want to be the guy on fucking Charlotte's 7 PM local news and they're videoing some maniac with a megaphone and 40 people jumping around, right? Yeah. And for that to have your name on it. I always think of the hero in a story, right? People don't follow the hero because he's the best at wielding a sword or he's the, the biggest badass that could beat up the bad guys. Like, or he's like, they don't follow the hero because he's the hero is, is good at defeating evil. They, follow the, they don't follow people. People follow causes. They follow purposes and intents. If you look at anyone like Mel Gibson in The Patriot, fucking Brad Pitt and Troy, fucking Rick Grimes in Walking Dead, the, whoever, I don't, whatever hero, heroine you want to look at in any fable and story, they follow the hero because the individual stood for something bigger than them. That is like what I talk about it like as a core focus, right? Yeah. And like our core focus of our movement is to inspire movement. It, am I sure? Am I inspiring movement if I keep hosting these park workouts? Yeah. Physically, yeah. But I'm not inspiring the movement that our country and my city needed at the time. That's right. Right? Like it, it, that, it wasn't the right play. And, and that's what I want gyms to understand is it's not like, wait, which is the best camera setting for Zoom? Like, yeah, that's important. 
but you need to develop a message behind your shit that people can just resonate with and sink their fucking teeth into to be like, I fuck with those guys because of that. That is yeah. why I love them. Yeah. And that, those exactly. that, that burns an image in their head. They don't remember the workout they did with you three weeks ago. They don't remember the workout they did three days ago. But they will fucking remember if you make an impactful brand message statement, whether it's in manifesting and doing something, right? I don't give a fuck. Uh, I, you know, there's a gym I saw, they had members that used to make their own wrist wraps for like she sewed them, like she had an Etsy shop. Yeah, cool. Now she's doing masks. Yeah. And they're giving them to the local people at the hospital. Yeah. Love it. Fucking love it. Rogues delivering meals or some shit. Like rogues sold out of all their equipment. And they're making masks as well, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I heard that. I think it's like, how can you serve at yeah. this time? Like, that, that's the thing. And you mentioned something really important that, like, this, a lot of this is emotional health and mental health for people coming to the gym. And for gym owners, like, I always think of the gym as, like, the third place, right? You got home, you got work, you got the gym. Like, it's the home away from home where, like, a lot of our community and stuff like that is – I think the opportunity for for gym owners, if they can get their brand message clear, if they can figure out how to communicate with their people, they have an opportunity to serve in such a profound way by being that anchor. These are crazy times. People are losing jobs. Family's going to start getting sick. You get a cough, you freak out. That can be that one anchor, whether it's through an at-home workout or a daily email or a check-in text message. You can be that anchor and that's what they're going to remember you for. They're not going to remember like the 50 burpee, 100 push-up workout sure. that they did. All they're going to know is for that, like I got that email in the morning about how to think about today and then I got that workout and I did it and for like 20 minutes I didn't have to think about any of this other shit and I felt better and it's because of gym XYZ. Like yeah. that's – like this is not the time to try to get new people. This is a time to serve your people in a more profound way and I think, like you said, there's a huge payoff at the end of it because the referrals that are going to come from that and just the brand loyalty that's going to come from that is going to be massive. Like those people are not going to leave you for frivolous reasons afterwards. No, If no, you treat them right. And, 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 you know, this brand play, a lot of people look at this stuff and like, okay, cool, but who is anyone going to remember it in six months? Like really, Boris, is anyone going to stay? Like, here's mm-hmm. what it is. It is 100% the when when there are companies that do the right thing by you and you do remember that because there's so many companies that do the wrong thing right now in the United States, LA fitness, um, lifetime fitness, a couple of ones are under lawsuits already. Mm -hmm. Like someone has the time to file a lawsuit because they went ahead and continued to charge for membership dues after they're closing. Now, a Globo gym, some of them have online offerings and they're justifying it the same way that me and the other micro gyms are that are still charging dues. And some of them don't. Like Planet Fitness does not have a fucking online Planet Fit. Like as far as I know, they don't have an online hub that you're able to go and watch Planet Fitness trainers coach you through stuff online. And if they deliver donuts to your house. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, but like, so these bigger, more soulless brands that have to, they have to continue to do that because they are so big. They need, so they need money to survive. Yeah. Um, You know, I get it. Like, well, Stu, let me ask you this. Is it, is it good branding or bad branding to keep some, like I'm keeping all of our members we're holding to a 30 day cancellation notice still. Now we're doing that situationally. That is our official statement. 
However, there have been circumstances in which we have allowed people out of it because they have very special circumstances and we are handling those on a case by case basis. We have also created um, a financial assistance membership where it Mm -hmm. is they're currently, they have to prove, should give us proof of uh, furlough and being fired. Yep. Termination. And we will reduce their membership by 50% and they get to keep the equipment they borrowed from us. They get to keep their access to their on demand workouts and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's it. Like that, that's, we're doing that. Like it works. There's, yeah, and there's cool little financial concerns. And, and some gyms are like, I can't afford to do that. If I literally lose $500 less per month, I'm, I'm fucked. And unfortunately, yeah. those are going to be the gyms that may not make it through this because they, they were not insulated enough. Or, again, yeah. and they, like the small startups or they're the big guys that were over leveraged cash-wise. Yeah, yeah. And they can't afford, like, they're looking at that balance sheet and, like, if they oh, yeah. forgive... 5,000 members worth of <laughs> yeah. membership. Like, if they have to give know. 20% of their membership or give half off or do something like this, like, fuck it, we're, our investors are pulling their money. We're out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what can people do? Like, what, what are some of the cool things? Like, and I've been seeing a lot of stuff out there. I've probably been spending too much time on Instagram. But um, what are some of the cool things you've seen people doing to kind of respond to this from a brand perspective? And, and what are some ideas that, that people can take away from this? And then... Like we can shoot some of, some of our own ideas and throw that out. Yeah, so things I'm seeing being done, and I'll, I'll name drop or whatever. So you have um, MDI Apparel. That was one of the other sponsors. Like you were at um, the mm-hmm. Self Made Summit. They have um, these, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm stealing this from Lulu, but endorphins, endorphins uh, boxes. Yep. And they're literally just sending their members gift boxes. It's got a branded towel and a water bottle and I think a little timer or just some bullshit on it. And it just, just random gifts being sent there kind of scenario. Um, yeah. I've seen other people go ahead. A, a gym owner I used to work with posts this up. He uh, went on Amazon, Amazon Prime Video, and you can yeah. buy a gift card for specific movies. And so they're a CrossFit gym. So we bought all of his members the $4.99 gift card to watch The Fittest, which is a new documentary that just got yeah. released. Okay. And sent it to all of them so they can watch some fitness at home. Um, you know, things here that for urban that I think are great. We have partnered with other local, um, small businesses for like meals, like pickup and whatever. And every day we've been doing a little fitness, um, what we call a daily movement challenge. And all of our members participate and we randomly select someone and we're sending them local gift cards to the breweries, local, um, uh, uh, what are those called markets? Um, we get apples and eggs and free range shit at like farmer's markets. Farmers um, markets. Yeah. And then local coffee shops, anything local to support local. We're going around yeah. buying gift cards, sending them in handwritten cards to the people in our membership. And when they do cool. these movement challenges, so we're supporting local so people can continue to sweat local and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And it just, I, I think there's creative little things like that. Like I bet you there's gonna be a gym that goes around and delivers stuff. Like we're sending those shirts I showed you. So we're like delivering, yeah. we, so we, we're getting pint glasses made. So pint glasses for the beer drinkers, wine glasses for the wine drinkers with our logo on it and yeah. that shirt. And the shirts for when they're going to sweat local and then the beers when they're going to go ahead and drink local. And we're, you know, getting nice. them a gift card to a brewery or whatever the fuck it may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a ton cool. of money and it's a ton of fucking money. But ton of money. I see it as it going back into the community, my local small business community, just like my members are putting back into me. And my members will recognize, they, they know I'm paying it forward. They get, yeah. oh, he's supporting a local thing too. Like we're supporting a local thing. And it gives and it takes and it gives and it takes. See a penny, exactly. take a penny kind of thing. 
Exactly. And it's, it's never any different. Even when it's not crisis, like that play still exists. Oh yeah. And that, that play is still great. So like, don't do all this altruistic shit now and then take your foot off the gas in six oh, months. Oh yeah. You know, like this, this has to keep going. Some of the cool stuff that I've seen, um, I've had, I've had, I've, I've really fallen in love with email newsletters in the last kind of few months. And, and what's I've, your favorite? I really like brain pickings. It comes every Sunday. It's just like a review of like philosophy and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm into that. Um, in the fitness space, um, you know what, man? Like one that I recently signed up to was the Patagonia one. That's like stories of of the outdoors and stuff like that. Because I'm like inside most of the time, so it's kind of got me daydreaming. I like that. It's just it's just you're been in the, the hustle. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, the hustle. So the hustle thing, the hustle is like startups, tech, and business. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah, that's probably yeah. my favorite. Yeah, but newsletters that's that's seen a huge resurgence here in like 2018 and 19. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. I think newsletters are really interesting, and I think they're underutilized by gyms. Um, a lot of gyms do like, oh, this is our monthly update or whatever. But now I think is the time to send one that's like human as fuck like you know like from the gym owner this is what's going on this week or like the daily thing like i talked about be the anchor and i've seen a few people who've done it well of like they send out emails every day of like here's something to think about because you are you're not just a fitness coach in a lot of these facilities you end up being some part of like a life coach as well um you know so like i think that's interesting another thing i've seen people doing is uh one guy that i know Obviously, a lot, a lot of gyms have like given equipment out to their clients mm-hmm. so that they can um, so that they can do do their workouts and stuff. But he's actually extended it. He had too much equipment in his gym to begin with. He was looking at downsizing the gym, and he's renting it out to other people in the community for like you know x amount of money per pound of of weight, and that's kind of supplementing his income a little yeah. bit. Uh, I think it keeps people honest so they don't just keep his shit because <laughs> yeah. they're not clients of his. Um, so I think that's a really interesting thing to do. Uh, you know, I've seen people making video content. I've seen people who have decided to launch whole online businesses who were personal trainers who are now just doing one-on-one over Zoom, which I think can work. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, all that the Zoom stuff, stuff, the Instagram while like, checking in, like all the lay down. Like though, and again, like I don't spend a ton of time talking on the like those should no. be layups. You should be checking in on these people like yeah. crazy. Like yeah. crazy to an obnoxious level. Yeah. Um again, it's hard, man, because I think a lot of what we do in creativity as micro gym owners manifest in interpersonal connection. Totally. Right. Like we have, we, we do Friday night lights. We do a sweat social. We do this on St. Patrick's day. It's all like, and now you, you know how to make an impact on somebody without ever actually seeing them. And that's why I think PR and marketing and branding right now is by far the most interesting. Yeah, um, I agree. The state of Oregon uh, here in the States, that's the actual state did an entire brand, like a, not a, it's, not, it's more of a PR play, but like they did these giant yellow signs. Mm-hmm. It said, don't accidentally kill someone. Well, stay home, save yeah. lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it was this, I mean, but it looks like, it looks like a, like, and they put them up in the, in the area, like uh, street signs. Yeah. 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 And it was like, don't accidentally kill. So like a stop sign. Yeah. And it, it, cool. like, it just, it, like a stop sign is alert. Stop. There's traffic going this way. People obey stop signs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I like don't that. accidentally Quite kill someone is a fucking street sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, so like, you know, how right now everyone's wondering is how do I continue to message my yeah. members? And like, and I meant like storytelling. I've been telling everyone forever, like, here's how you copyright for gym Facebook posts. And now it's completely different. My cop, like we literally had to sit down and rewrite all the <laughs> copy because now we're not telling the story of, Hey, are you really tired after work? And you're looking to get some more energy. Come on into urban movement and blah, blah. No, that's not it anymore. Now we're yeah. having to tell stories about, I'm not about survival, but about, um, but about perseverance. Yeah. Stories that are going to inspire movement mm -hmm. stories mm -hmm. that are going to get people inspired. Like, you know what? Everyone's fucked. Like everyone's fucked and feeling poor, bad for themselves right now. Everyone yeah. is. I'm feeling bad yeah. for myself. Everyone. Yeah. We need to realize that at the end of the day, so what? I'm stuck in my fucking, you know, you know, my awesome house or I'm stuck in my cool, like with my fam, my awesome family. Oh man, I can, you know, I can only, you know, work like, but I can actually, I have leg, like I have this shit to be grateful for. Yeah, exactly. Like perspective. Exactly. Yeah, man. Wasn't it? Um, oh, fuck. I think it was Sam Smith. He had like, he did a video of himself, like emotionally breaking down because he's in isolation and yeah. like respect to everyone's feelings. I'm not, you know, but like he just got fucking slammed. Really? He's, it's like you're in a 12 million pound mansion. Yeah. And you're like projecting this thing. So I think like a, a, a healthy <laughs> dose of perspective is important. Like yeah. I feel very lucky um, that I'm in a first world country. There's government assistance for people without jobs. Like our medical system is stretched, but somehow it'll pull it off. Like I'm concerned about, you know, like what the fuck happens in Malawi <laughs> or, you know, the Philippines, like, in the yeah, Middle, yeah, like yeah. what happens in, in those places that are, you know, while we're this going is a Tuesday. about our day to day. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what happens when catastrophe comes on top of that Tuesday? And they're not yeah. prepared for it. Like that's that's where the real crisis and catastrophe is happening. We have to stay home. Yeah, yeah. not that bad. Yeah, I, I love it. And I, I going back to or you know Oregon. You know, there's a they have a slogan like "Keep Portland Weird." Yeah, it's, that's cool. It's like now it's just Portland keep Portland, weird. and they they crossed out weird and they put alive. That's cool. Like just again, but like that makes you stop not. and think. Yeah, and I think like and and here's here's the thing that every single gym owner can do right? Like during this time, whether you have downtime or not, like if you're on zoom all day, it doesn't matter. Find the time, find the time, nail down your brand, brand message, make it consistent, figure all that out. Look back on do stuff about like storytelling, read some books, but also look at some of these bigger players like that Oregon, like keep pulling with, there are things that you can adapt. Like you always say, you know, steal, but you know, yeah. put your spin on it. This is the time because a lot of these big things are doing it well. Like, you know, you have the breweries that are adjusting, see how you can adjust, but you know, can you keep your gym weird? What's the personality of your gym? Can you encourage people to keep that going in their own time? Is there a daily ritual that's like high five a, a, a plant in your house because you don't have a, an urban movement member to high five, like to yeah. do something silly shit will keep us going through this. The more you can encourage that in like an online community platform like this look, look, look to other brands and copy it and do it and put your own spin on it and this is the time to be creative and and kind of explore some of that stuff and it'll add some it'll give some levity to what is a dire situation yeah now 
I agree. I agree, man. And it's, um, you know, even as I'm sitting here talking with you, like, and again, just like, this is how me and Borsh is jammed, you know, like the urban movement logo, how the you and the movement is breaking out of the box. Yeah. It should probably go in the box, close the box <laughs> and fucking put a little roof on top of the box or something like that. You know, it should yeah. fight, like, you know, stay yeah. home, stay in. Yeah. You know? like, it could so, be like move inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, fuck dude. Like it's, little things like that guys and how to, how to, how to transcend your brand and, and things like that. And, um, yeah. it, it's, it's going to be creative. And again, like I think most gyms will look at this. They won't, they won't know the right play to make. Um, they're going to yeah. sit on the sidelines to watch other brands do it. They'll learn. But I think one thing everyone could do right now is to focus on there's a, so the future, which who you turned me on to Chris yep. Doe had Marty Neuermeyer on his podcast, Marty Neuermeyer wrote all these free books. Most of them are free. If you go to martyneuermeyer.com, the brand gap, uh, the brand ladder, a uh, zig, like, uh, you know, all these, like, um, the fucking, uh, all these different branding books. They're great yeah. fucking branding books for, for the like free PDFs. Totally. And he yeah. was on there and I was listening to his shit, uh, yesterday and, and I, and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I, I've Marty Neuermeyer was on there and I heard him through Christo, who I learned through you. I was like, yeah. fuck, I've got to listen to it. It's great. But guys fucking just research the deeper meaning, the third dimension that your thing brings to the table. You yeah. know, maybe it's the fourth dimension. Cause you think the first three are community coaching and programming. So whatever this fourth dimension is then for you, because I'm telling yeah. you, that's going to be the shit that's going to get you through this. Yeah. And it's going to keep you help. Like it's, it's probably shit you should have done before and you knew. Like a lot of people I talk to, like I've been meaning to get onto like my branding and stuff like that, but I just don't have the time. Yeah. Now you might have the time or like, you know, no pressure, no diamond, but like now you might need to build that diamond. Right. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many good books out there. And in terms of storytelling, like we always talk about this book, um, building a story brand. I got turned onto it from Jim, CEO of OPEX. And it's just one of the best books of how to tell a story. Like a lot of the stuff you talk about, the hero's journey and all that is covered in there your instagram captions will change within a day of reading that and for the better so yeah it's those kinds of books um yeah learn learn i heard someone say like we should all come out of this with new skills i think that's, oh, God, yeah. that's a good way to look at it 100 percent. what are you gonna do next? what's next urban movement how are you go like i have a question you know this might be going into like different territory um, what the fuck gym talk? Like how are you pivoting for that? Like are you going to put out content once you figure out something does work? You know, I'm still putting out content. I'm, you know, I, one thing I don't, I always stay in my lane. I don't talk about things I don't feel confident in. Um, yeah. I've been doing a lot more communication internally with the, the guy, the gyms I'm actually working with. Cause I'm able to give really good tangible advice when I know the situation of your gym. Like I can't go to everyone and say, okay guys, this is a Canon M50. All right. And here's how we're going to use final cut pro and blah, blah. Cause I've got some gym owners that have never even done a video on their phone. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when I, when I, when I'm making my mat, the, the main stuff. So I'm trying to continue to push out content that isn't related to COVID. Everyone's talking about COVID. I'm going to continue to push out content that isn't. Um, I'm literally, I've got my guy, my editing guys right now cutting up um, a keynote I gave at um, in Charleston recently. And I did, I put that whole keynote up on, on, uh, on YouTube and on my podcast and all that. And it's, it was about the, the future where I saw the micro gym industry going, all things that are 
all things that are still going to be relative. Like we're going exactly. to still need them. And I'm really hoping to continue to push that stuff forward. Um, yeah. I, I'm not talking about which loans they get. I'm not your financial advisor, things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to make content that is still going to be relative when this whole thing's over. Um, yeah. And hopefully now I can help give some guys maybe some homework um, and some things to be focusing on now that they're going to be, now that they're going to be just, they do, they have some extra time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think I'm going to do the same. Like I've been kind of thinking about putting out posts or whatever of like, here's what you can do while this is happening. And I think it's just like, it's shit you should be doing anyway. Now you have the time. So I'm just going to keep putting out content. That's, that's the same that can hopefully help people. Um, one thing I'm going to put out, I think it's going to be through the newsletter. It's going to be too long for the Instagram post is like how to set up and, and deliver a really cool like newsletter for your gym. Um, so if anyone wants to read that, the newsletter is where it's going to be going down. But yeah, I think like it's important to stay in your lane and kind of just deliver a level of like normalcy during this time of like things, some things just keep going the same way that they did before. And yeah. I think people's gym can be one of those things. It can be that anchor for people. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Boris, yeah. as always, dude, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you Thank coming you, on man. today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Awesome, brother. Peace. Yeah.